Welcome to the club, cause you're that kind of nerd. Hello and welcome to the club. This is That Kind of Nerd, a podcast where we talk about the nerdy things we're passionate about and judge each other on what we bring to the table. I'm your host this week, Josh Burns, and I'm joined by Brian Thornton and CJ Mellon. Hola, bienvenue. Isn't, you're mixing two languages and you're breaking my brain. That is mixing two languages. Bienvenue? Pick bienvenue is French. I know. You said hola, bienvenue. Correct. I hate you so much. (laughs) Just watching Brian's face was worth it. I hate you so goddamn. You could say hello to the people. He's he's abstaining at this point. (laughs) Present. (laughs) I'm here so I don't get fined. During our conversations, or at the end of every topic, I'll be judging... Uh, and awarding points to the, to my co-host. And the winner at the end of the show, that is the person with the most points, will be the host next show. So, gentlemen, I have uh, one small thing that fits anywhere. And Ooh, uh, I'm sorry I'll to turn hear it that. over to you guys. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was good. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> How does Laura right. feel about that? If she's okay with it, <laughs> all right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm two for two over here, man. Two for two. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, fire! All right. Yeah, that was good. That was real good, CJ. That's your one this month. I, it is. I maybe my ringtone anytime Josh calls me now or sends me a text. <laughs> uh, I have, I have, I have two topics uh, uh, for this week. One of them is is I think a broad topic. The other one's a nerdy topic. And I'll start with the broad one. Uh, which let's just let's just start off with this Taylor Swift Eras tour. Is we're talking about Tay Tay again? We're talking about Tay Tay again. Right? Oh, I love me some for, good for a couple talk. for a couple things, right? Um, Wait, haven't you heard? We're done talking about Taylor Swift. Britney Spears' memoir is that's out. True, that's true, but but 1980, 1984 just dropped. Taylor's version. Nineteen eighty nine. See, I don't even know this. Nineteen eighty nine. Taylor's version just dropped. So we're back to Tay Tay, right? Britney had her time. It's uh, it's time for Tay Tay. So very on true. this on this podcast on this very show, we are very much in the camp of. Hey, stop tomfoolery in the movie theaters. Don't believe me? Where are all our playgrounds in the movie theaters, right? Right? We 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 fight to keep the playgrounds out of the movie theaters and and we believe in theater etiquette. Well, even when we saw uh, The Meg together, uh and I was talking too much Mystery Science Theater 3000 style, I was told to shut up, right? So <laughs> we're we're very much into the theater etiquette. However, the Taylor Swift era's movie event concert seems to be breaking that paradigm and i'm kind of curious as to how you two feel about that because it's not a movie per se it really is an experience for people who could not buy tickets get tickets and all that to go to a movie theater but there are i would say children as well as adults right dancing in the aisles turning on their flashlights singing along with the songs uh and, and having a great time in their theater which I'm curious about your take on that. But also, this seems to be bleeding into people trying to also just watch regular movies in the theater next door. So I'm kind of, this is a a different issue, I think. And I'm kind of curious what you guys think about, A, people just having a good time, having a blast in the theater while they're watching this this movie, and then 
the consequences that are happening to other other people in the theaters. I guess I don't understand how it would affect anyone in the theater next door. So people the, are singing along and screaming so loud that you can hear it through the walls. There's no way. There's videos you, of it. It's, you it's, can hear it's it. It's real. It's real. You, But you can't hear crazy loud movies in the theater next door. Yeah, I you can. absolutely can. Absolutely can. 100%. If if I if I yeah if I'm sitting here like watching Oppenheimer and you know Transformers is playing in the theater next door I, I'm hearing Transformers throughout some of Oppenheimer. I had it happen during Barbie. Well, all right. If that's the case, then I don't understand how this would be a, a Taylor Swift problem. Because the thing that's happening is the movie, which means that it's really kind of relatively short. Then which is happening? This is a two and a half hour. Scream Fest. The it's a concert. It's a full-blown concert happening in a movie theater, which way louder than a big explosion, a car chase, or just a moment that's happening. Right. I, but let's say this. You're in the theater trying to watch the era's tour, right? You're you're in the theater watching that, and then people start getting up and doing their crop circle dancing and you know with flashlights and just having a good time for that as a the theater experience. I think that's awesome. Right, like if 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 you're that much into Taylor Swift, you finally get to see the tour because you couldn't go in person, and you basically do the in person concert experience in the movie theater. I think that's fine. I think anyone that's in that theater who's upset about that needs to shut up. Yeah, you you have um like you you have the expectation of a concert environment, and you know that going in because you're not. You're not, it's not a documentary. It's the concert, right? So you're going, you're there for the concert experience. And I think that, that there is a reasonable expectation that, that theater goers, uh, like abide by the etiquette of whatever the, the thing is. Right. So, um, again, like Hamilton, for instance, was a stage play in the movie theater, but people still behave like they were in a theater, right? There was less shenanigans in my opinion than there, than there would have been if it were a movie. Um, yeah, I remember being at Hamilton singing a lawn and being like the only person <laughs> in the actual theater to sing something. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. that's, that's not, you shouldn't that, be. That's doing a no, no, that. you should not do that. Listen, there are, you're you're the, uh, no, you're, you're the a theater, theater guy. Kid. There are times where nope. that is allowed. Yes, there are. Nope. False. False. Yeah, False. yeah, if it's Disney, like if it's a or, kid's or show. Or if it's like a call response type of thing, sure. Right. sure. That's, which, but that's which not there are. Which is, no, no, no. Hey, it's time for a cabinet battle, right? Remember that's, that scene, the cabinet battle? Where they come out and, and they do. There's that. no you call and response. There is a call and response in that one. In the theater, there is a call and response to that one. I've, look, I've seen Let's the show in the theater. for a cabinet battle, and everyone goes, "Woo!" Listen, this all goes. That's back. for the. That's for the crew. That's for the crew, and that's for the cast. That's Carry not on. For, Carry on. For the audience. We this don't need to all talk goes about back to the fact that yes, we agree, CJ Hamilton is overrated, and we don't. We don't this agree. Was afraid of right there. Um, no, I, I, to, to, to Josh's point. To Josh's point, it's not Taylor Swift's problem, and it is a concert experience, and it is a – so to, to Josh's point, right? You go to a concert, there's specific etiquette, right? You go to a Broadway show, there's specific etiquette. You go to a, a movie, 
there is specific etiquette, which kind of links right. up to this very similar topic that you talked about a couple weeks ago when some Gen Z idiot was saying, oh, if you don't want to talk during the movie, you know, don't go right. to the movies type of thing. No, you don't you go to the no, movies. No, you exactly. don't go to the movies. Right. That's yes. what, not what the movies are for, right? There is a now, specific etiquette. Now, that's ridiculous, right, Josh? Like, um, to, to think that that people who are going to a concert should conform to a movie theater experience. That's ridiculous. I will say that people in neighboring theaters, uh, if this is an issue, I mean, you have recourse as well. You go to the manager, you tell them about it and you get your ticket refunded. Um, and that, and, and that's, and that's it, right? That's, but you should, you shouldn't expect anything more than that. Yeah. But even more so, like if I'm the owner of a theater, Come on, the, the, we're not we're not idiots here. We all knew this is what the Eras tour was going to be. Mm-hmm. Like, I am specifically blocking out theaters to minimize that as much as possible, right? Everybody's got those like theaters in like the back hallway or what have you, like, or or even if you load them up in the front hallway and you shift the the saw ten screenings to the back hallway, what have you, right? Like, it's on me. To map out that theater to provide the best experience for my guests. Like, right, period. right. So, yeah. like, it's not on, like, this isn't about, oh, well, the people who are going to see the theater. The I Aris mean, logistically, no. logistically, though, I mean. There's, there's going to be some splash over, right? Like, there, the, there is, because the, the theaters that you're talking about are either tiny theaters or IMAX theaters. Right. And in either case, the tiny theaters can't accommodate, and the IMAX theaters, um, you're, you're probably not. Like, unless you're selling the IMAX t- tickets, you're not using that theater. Right. Right. Well, and quite honestly, like, so, th- I mean, this goes back to a business question, right? Did jo- Josh's point, if I'm a tiny theater, do I even bother booking anything but the Eras tour? Right? Like. Well, well no, no. I, I was talking about, like, you have your 16 screens and the, the one all the way down the end on the left is that, like. Are the small the sm- ass theaters. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's, yeah, but, but to, to that point, though. And I, and I if think, you're the Emmaus Theater, that's a one one room theater. Yeah, you you should the absolutely <laughs> book that. Yeah, right. just book eras and, and nothing else, right? right? Like, but like if you're like uh, the multi, the multi, there's still multiplexes, the even though it's like yeah, sixteen screens, right? You get you got those smaller theaters, but let's face it, nothing came out against this movie. People moved their movies a lot around yeah. because people because they said eras is coming out on October thirteenth. In fact. Well, Saw Saw was one of them. Saw had to push back their release um, two weeks because Eras was like, "Hey, October thirteenth, Taylor Swift," and they're like, "We don't, we don't need that kind of shade. Like, we don't need that kind right, of shade right, right now, yep. right? Like, we don't want to like, be killed." And they're like, "Well, it's Friday the thirteenth, though. Like, it's horror. Like, no, like, yeah, she can have it. Yep, <laughs> she, can, she can enjoy it. Enjoy it, Taylor. Like, so like." There was nothing else coming out against this film. Right. I would think as a as a multiplex owner, it would be easy to be, to to move the and shift these theaters around because quite frankly, everything else that Taylor Swift is competing against is two, three, four weeks old and is probably ending up in those smaller theaters anyway. Right. I don't think this is an issue. Yeah, I think the, social media has made it an issue. Well, that's then, the next piece. Right. So for the other part, too, just for clarity, in case you do want to go to the movie theater and see a movie and not be bothered by Eris, Eris only plays on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just those four days. So Monday, you know, the days through, that people go to see movies. 
Right, but I mean, it, it, just if you don't want to deal, but, yeah. But if you don't want to deal with it at all, I don't even want the. There's your your problem. Right, there's a the reason part is, every theater's got a five dollar Tuesday exactly because no one goes to the movies. No one goes on so, Monday through Wednesday. Brian, you bring up the next point, which is social media has also made this a thing where people are kind of people are not kind of people are mocking the the patrons of the Taylor Swift Eras tour of having that concert of doing things that. There's a call and response thing that's built into Taylor Swift concerts. I was not aware of this. Yeah. Oh they're, yeah. They're, where they're where she's like, you know, says something and they're like, Where are you going, Taylor? Yeah, they yell it back. And yeah. and um people are mocking people for doing this. And the thing that I am instantly reminded of when I see this this kind of behavior in, in the Taylor Swift thing is Rocky Horror. That if we had cell phones that would shame people during the Rocky Horror you know, run uh, the cult run that they do. I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever been to a Rocky Horror they, show they still in a movie do theater. Them. I think the it's why would I have people, ever people? You would hate it, Josh. People throw things at the screen. They talk through the opening. I mean, like it's a fucking event. The, but the difference is, I've never seen it for so. for Rocky Horror. They do it with the room too. They do they it like, with the room you know, also. They yes. throw spoons and shit. The difference is those are events. That are at midnight. Yeah, no, my thing is this. Not during normal theater operating. No, no, hours. I'm not talking about the noise pollution anymore, right? That that's a separate issue. No, no, but, I'm not talking about noise pollution either, but the fact of the matter is, even if from a social media aspect, right? Right. Even if I were to record it and post it, the odds of unless I depending on what time of day I post it, the odds of of the fact that the idea that Something like Rocky Horror of the Room is such a niche. It is a cult following for a reason. The algorithm is not going to be pushing Rocky Horror screenings on my screen. The Unless- reason, CJ, that nobody would nobody would ever do that is because it's why are you in that theater? Like, right? There's no there's no confusion about what your expectations should be or mm. will be if you right. go to a Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's the but same thing with Taylor Swift, right? You I, have I, the, no, 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 no. I don't see. I don't think that's the case. No, okay. I think putting Taylor Swift concert in the theater itself gives. Obviously, there's there's a, a, like a pretty wide delta in the in the expectation that people have, right? Mm. Um, so a, a casual a casual moviegoer is not going to Rocky Horror Picture Show. A casual Taylor Swift fan may mm-hmm. go to Eras and would likely have no idea what to expect. And so things may seem weird or whatever, but like A, I mean, don't be an asshole and B, um like I think I think any artist that is on that scale and there aren't many um you should expect overzealous fans. Like, and, I mean, any artist. Yeah. And the fact is, it's not even that, like, she's super popular. Is that she is universal. She is more likely. I Listen, we, we talked about this, uh, you know, last episode. Like, I, she's I wasn't, the biggest pop star in the world. There's she's no, the biggest pop star in the world. I, I wasn't a huge fan of hers until recently. But even still, I get Taylor Swift shit on my algorithm whereas we're yeah. talking about you're comparing it to stuff no, like no, the no, room no, no. and rocky horror which I'm, is uh, i'm not articulating not what i'm talking about right so clearly part of, part of the appeal of seeing rocky horror is 
this is a safe place that we're going to say the dialogue. We're going to sing along. We're going to Get goof about. And, and there is a a ritual, dare I say, at this level because it is a cult classic and it's got culty feels to it. You're going to dress up. You're going to sing along. You're going to call response. There's also parts where you're talking over the movie. That is fun, right, mm-hmm. for people to do. Had we had the social media when Rocky Horror, when – what was the other movie you mentioned? The Room. Uh, the Room. When The Room came out, these little traditions, these little uh, fun showings, these little things would not have happened, right? We no. would We would have killed – that that kind of behavior. No, right? no, 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 no. You think they? No, you think it would no, have no, Stop, stop. You're mixing. You're mixing things up. They wouldn't have happened because the trolls that do that shit wouldn't be in those theaters. They wouldn't be in in the theater. Then why are they at Taylor Swift? Because they're casual Taylor Swift fans. What or, I'm saying is, or their wife or sister or mother is dragging listen, them to it. Casual fans don't go to Rocky Horror. Casual fans don't go to the room. They just don't because they know it's too fucking weird for words, <laughs> and they will like. They are immediately the outcast in that situation, and they are not in in the Taylor Swift situation, right? right? They expect a certain amount of normalcy, and they don't expect the um the Michael Jackson level, like Asian fan Michael Jack. You remember when he went to Asia? Yeah, when he went yeah. to China. When he went to Japan? Yeah, and like how over the top, like everything um, was. Yeah, crying, weeping, fainting, screaming, like. Yes. They don't people don't expect that and that is 100% what you're what you're getting is is Michael Jackson level fandom and no no I think right. I think that if you're casually going no and the then, reason CJ Then as that, a theater goer, right? If you're going to if you are a casual fan and you're going to the Eras tour, are you going to get upset then when people start Getting up and dancing and like turning on the flashlights. It depends on how big an asshole you are. That's what I'm, no, that's what I'm that's saying. That's right. Yeah. That's right. It, does, it depends on how big an asshole that you quite, are. Quite frankly, if – and and listen, here's the, the positive thing on the social media thing, right? Mm-hmm. There is no fucking uh, delusions as to what to expect when going into that theater. So if you are a casual fan at this point and you don't know that that's what you're walking into, yes. the problem's you first and foremost. Secondly, if you are a casual fan who doesn't want to participate in that, guess what? Taylor Swift Smart, she'll sell this freaking movie for a billion and a a half dollars to Disney Plus or Netflix or whoever will give her top dollar and you can stream it at home in a couple months. Like, guaranteed. So, like, do you really need to go to the theater if that's not what you want to deal with? It's just like to, to Josh's point. I'm not a Rocky Horror fan. I'm not going to go to a Rocky Horror screening. Period. You should, get, you should, you know, should go to one. It's fun. No, thank you. No. I know what it is, and I know the experience, and I know that's not my scene. That's not my vibe. Not about that life, right? Don't you don't go it. to a Philly sporting event, right? And, and <laughs> listen, and, no, no, and no, I get, no, no, you no, don't no. you don't go to a Philly sporting event and sit in the nosebleeds with a child and expect that there's going to be right. decorum. Yeah. It is your fault. For taking a child you don't, into the nose. You don't go to a Philadelphia sporting event 
and with a child and expect decorum. Doesn't matter where you're well, sitting. That, no, 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 no. Well, that's not. That's not. That's not necessarily true. Sporting event and expect decorum. Yeah, like, that, just it, right there. Period. You can listen, having been if, to if, several. That is true. If you if you are in a suite, if you are down close to the field level, it's not. It's not like it is up in up in the the bleachers. It's not much um, better. <laughs> As a, a Steelers no, fan who went to an Eagles Philly, game, it Philly is not fans much better. Are, no, they're the absolute worst. Right. I've never, by the way, and as an aside, I can't imagine what it must be like for a team to t- to go to Game Seven of the National League Championship Series, lose the way they did. Mm-hmm. And then have everyone who's leaving the ballpark bad mouthing you. Like yeah, you're yeah. a shit the team. Entire shame that's, that's, on that's you, Philly. Philly fans. Shame. It's it's unacceptable. It's ridiculous. Anyway, that what I'm saying is all of these venues have an expectation. If you are ignorant of that expectation, that is your fucking problem. Yep. Right. And and look, I I. It is legit like me showing up to an Eagles game and being like, I wasn't expecting so much screaming. Like, <laughs> here's, I love, uh, right. Christian is, um, he's great to travel with, right? Cause he just kind of goes with the flow. I can take him anywhere, take him to a Yankees game. I can take him to a fancy restaurant. I can take him to a, a food truck. Doesn't matter. Your country concert wouldn't matter. He would act as if, he would act yeah. as if he's been there before. A hundred percent of the time. Yes. Right. And there's no like awkwardness or because sh- he just he's like, OK, what are, what are the like every, the people who are here? What are they doing? Yeah, I can get with that. Right. And that's kind of that's what you want to see. Right. You know, from humans. But here's what happens, CJ, in, to your point with the, the social media. I need people to, to understand the way I feel about what's ha- I'm one of 300 people in this theater and you all have to know how I feel. But I'm Fuck the main character. You. Yes. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. And, and, and to be honest, I don't think social well, I mean, I'm sure social media is making this a thing, but I don't think they're making it as much of a thing as the cable news networks who then pick up these social media videos. Yeah, yeah but you, it's not actually like, news. It's be already like, been yeah, reported right. by the asshole who posted it. Yeah. But then the, for them to be like, oh, these videos are opening up a discussion about movie etiquette. I don't think so. They're not. I don't think They're so not. at all. Because They're you not. know what I've seen a lot of videos no. of? And I'm on Film Talk. This is my niche, right? right. Mm-hmm. You would expect if there was a discourse around it, yeah. I would be served up that, if, that information, right? Yeah. Yeah. I see a lot of videos of people having a blast yep. at the era's movie. Yeah. And yep. I see a couple videos of... Hey, here's people having a blast, and here's clearly the guy who was dragged here by his wife who's just right. sitting there, right? Like yes. funny things like that. I have not seen a single film talker be like, we need to talk about movie theater. No. 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 You know why? Because god damn it, I'm just happy that people are going to the theater right now. Like everybody who owns a movie theater is bowing down to the freaking pearly dresses of Taylor Swift. And saying thank you because you just made our freaking year. We can stay open another year because of this movie. That's all. That, like because at this point, like no one's going to the theater. So not only did the Swifties save the NFL, apparently they're they're <laughs> saving the theater industry as well. You know, can we just get the Swifties everywhere so that like any dying business or 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 genre can be saved by the Swifties? These are the same people that are offended at a comedy show. You're at a comedy show. Right, right. Yeah. 
You don't get to be offended. You don't go to a Matt Reif show in an offensive T-shirt, sit in the front row, and not expect an interaction. You have misjudged. Like, it's not you're not in the right place, sir, it, madam. It, it's funny because the the owner of the Alamo Draft House, which is one of the other theater chains that gets to to have the Eras Tour, has an opening where it's just like, hey, uh, shut the fuck up and have a lot of fun. Like, do whatever the fuck you want. Like, dance, scream. By the way, here are a couple things you should do. You should yell this when she says this. You should say this when she says that. That's I don't cool. know what any of this means, but this sounds like it's a good time. Quite frankly, if you gave me like a little like a bouncing ball card, on the screen, right, right, my little business no, no, card no, with the practices bouncing, on it, just give me like a little handout and just be like, hey, at this time, when, during this song, when she says this, you say this. I'm down. All That's right. really cool. Like making people feel more comfortable by absolutely like, get providing instruction. Because not everybody yeah. knows that crap. No, like, I certainly wouldn't know. The only reason I found out about it was because of a TikTok um, during the Eras tour of. Someone who's like, hey, I recently became a huge Taylor Swift fan, but I heard there's these call and responses and I don't know them. So she like Googled all of them and was like singing the songs and then practicing them. And then, you know, in preparation for going to the concert. And that's the only way I even found out about it. Apparently, this has been a thing her entire career. So like, I listen, go to the movie, have fun. That's like... The people who are making a big deal about this are the news The news outlets who are staring down the barrel of their complete erasure as a job position or network in general. And people who are just fucking jealous that they don't have something that they're that passionate about, quite frankly. And, and like, and anybody who wants to sit there and, 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 and bitch about it, I will pull up every single video of everybody freaking the fuck out when Captain America said Avengers Assemble in Endgame. We didn't say anything about that then. And, like, those theaters were fucking loud. Those yeah. theaters erupted. You yeah. know? Exactly. Like, it's the same thing. It's Several same times thing. during that movie. Several right. times. The theaters erupted. Yeah. So, like, don't sit there and, and bitch about it because I know you were one of those people screaming when he picked up that hammer. Like, when he on. finally said Avengers Assemble, you telling me you didn't fucking go bananas? I, I look, I, I'm not. You guys know I'm not. I'm not that guy in the theater. And, and was, I did. I, I was, yeah, completely unconscious reaction. Yeah. I had no idea what I was doing, but <laughs> I was just applauding. left your body for a moment. Like, yeah, Wah! I was applauding and yelling, I, right. and it was awesome. Yeah, you don't do that. There is uh, there is one quick thing. And this is the final word on this. A- AMC does have guidelines, by the way. Uh, and again, they're 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 not rules. They're more like guidelines. Uh, about what to do, which is we encourage dancing and singing throughout the concert film event. But, but not on the do not dance on our seats or block other guests from viewing, please walking use safely the or anything. responsibly. Right. Feel free to take selfies or group pictures, but you can't record the concert. Uh, and then basically just like, hey, have have the best time, but be respectful of people enjoying uh, the concert and other movies at AMC. So then the rest know, of it's like, just like, like general shit. Why does AMC need to say, hey, be a decent human being? Uh, have you because seen the people- world? People aren't. <laughs> Have All you been outside? They're like, hey, can you just like just be chill? Just be chill. If well, it's also chill, just like, hey, we'll you're, all have a good time. You're the parent of a 12 or 11 year old uh, person who's watching this movie. You just need to tell them to just at an eight. They can be at an eight. They can't be at ten. They have to be at eight. Also, don't stand on the chairs. Okay, just don't do that. Well, that's just because you're going to get hurt. Well, that's all I've got, good sir. 
I I have a I have a question that if you if you have an answer great and if you don't fine I I, I should have already done the research on this. Um, Taylor Swift releasing all these records that's about getting her rights back, right? Correct. It's it's owning her masters to these. Correct. So do you do you know why she didn't own the masters before? Yes, like, I don't understand that. Private part. equity came out from underneath her because it was owned by the record company initially and bought him out from the record company with no consultation or anything to her. It's their legal right to, unfortunately. That's how the, the contract is set up. And that's so why in, she's re-releasing them. So it, re-releasing or re-recording? Yes. Okay, so she, but she has to re-record she them. She has to re-record yes. it. That's why they're does called that, Taylor's version. And she's does actually, that, she is actually adding stuff to that. Yeah, every now well. and then she's changing it too. But no, yes. no, no, I get that. Does that now, does that render those previous ones no, defunct no but the fans okay but she's instructed fans and yeah the yeah, fans yeah. Have fans, agreed, yeah fans are only gonna we buy only her listen, version but we only listen to taylor's version but radio stations can can play radio without. stations Correct. can play the regular versions but i i'm seeing i've seen several videos and and and, and articles saying that radio stations are saying we're gonna go with taylor's version. fans know you didn't play taylor's version of this and again right, 1980 right, right. 1989 Nine. 1989 didn't have a taylor's version until like Two days ago, right? right? Yeah, I saw it on Apple so Music. Just anytime that it was played on the radio and that's on, it was going to this this other private equity firm. Gotcha. Okay. No, th- thank you. I appreciate. Yeah. No, the, there uh, there was a lot of shadiness involved in it. Not even that, like it was just their legal right to do so, but like there was a lot of like, oh, we are going to talk to you, Taylor. You know, because she had had a a verbal agreement from the person who had owned the company previously that hey. We're going to revisit this so that you can own, you know, your music when I'm done. And then they did not honor that and sold it to some other guy. And then the other guy was not being very responsive, was not, was pretty much saying, I'm going to bleed this for everything it's worth until the Swifties got in an uproar. And then all of a sudden tried to backpedal and be like, oh, no, I told her we could talk. We could talk, which never happened. And so she was like, you know, screw it. I'm just going to re-record everything. And um, that'll be mine. Probably the smartest career decision she's made so far. I was going to say, this is, by the way, when when she said, I'm going to do this, right? Every record company, everybody was like, good luck trying to get your people. Oh, yeah, like, this isn't going to happen. I'm you're sure screwed. that they'll, I'm sure you're going to go platinum for the Taylor version of it. Oh, my fucking God, were they wrong? Yeah. I mean, I even see bumper stickers on cars that say, in this car, we listen to Taylor's version. Like, this shit is yeah. the smart, again... Her team or her, I don't know who's behind the, the business decisions that she makes all the time. Fucking brilliant. From the Taylor's versions to the movie to everything that goes wrong with her brand. There's a reason she's a billionaire. It's She's, she's now uh, she's now officially over uh, a billion. Yeah. In, on in music alone. On music alone. Yeah. A billionaire. Which is, like, insane. So, yeah. go for her. Oh, good for her. Cool. I think this is probably the last time we could talk about Taylor Swift before we I mean, for the just past become two a Taylor episodes, Swift podcast. For the past two episodes, we spent the first half hour talking about Taylor Swift. I, I do want to point that out. Um, I don't know if we need to change the title of the show. Taylor um, kind of nerd. Yeah, that kind of Taylor nerd. That kind of Taylor nerds. I, not I, to uh, be confused with Taylor Ham. We're not. I mean, I am that kind of Taylor Ham. Por- por- porkle. Porkle. Okay, porkle. You're gonna go. We're gonna go on that road. We're gonna, we're gonna upset all of New Jersey. Taylor Roll, Taylor, Taylor Ham is a brand. Is a brand, Ta- right? Yeah, pork roll, pork roll is, the is the product. Correct. Although, although Josh, you don't say it. He's a medical strips, do you? 
Uh, I, no, 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 no. They're band-aids. They're band-aids. I, band- I band- band- band-aids. It's not, it's, not, it's not hook and loop. <laughs> it's not hook and loop. It's Velcro, right? I didn't even know that one. That's true. Oh, yeah. Velcro, Velcro is also Velcro a is a brand name. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's, I guess, segue from Taylor Swift to talking about um, a, a, another... Uh, I, I, you know what? I don't have a good segue for this. So, <laughs> All right, really? Sorry. I couldn't tell. Se- segue. I'm just going to say segue. Yep. And now we're on to a new topic. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> I was, uh, was perusing the interwebs like one does. My topic has to do with film as well, but not in the vein of Taylor Swift, obviously. Um, I found this, not this, it's not an article. It's, you know how like, News is. Would you like to restart this? Would you like another take? No, no, no. I'm not done yet. Can you? No, this is working out well. This is going great. Can Can you let me finish? Go ahead. You good? Sure. Good. Yes. You know how quote unquote entertainment news is nowadays, where pretty much nothing of substance is actually in an article. You just read the headline, and that's the news of the day. That's it. Yeah. But they try to make it seem like there's a whole article. So I saw this headline and. As you know, interesting that I thought it was it was not interesting enough for me to read an article. But Elijah Wood curates a day of free horror streaming on Pluto TV. So essentially, if you were, uh, I mean, Pluto TV is a free streaming app. Um, if you are a horror fan, on October, actually, I think it was yes, October eighteenth. Um, you could log on and have a playlist specific specially curated by Elijah Wood of just horror movies for October. Um, And I thought, huh, that's pretty interesting. I think that's really cool that they did this. Apparently Elijah Wood is a bigger horror fan than anybody knew about because, you know, he, he, he really only does stuff like dramas and stuff anymore right now, or if he does anything. Um, I think the last horror movie he was in was the faculty. So well, he played a pretty scary character in Sin City. Very true. Very true. Uh, but he is a big horror fan. And so this got my brainstem kind of firing neurons and stuff and made me think, if you were to pick an actor to curate a day of movies for you, not specifically from an app, but if you could pick an actor to curate a day of, of watching films for you, specifically like, hey... And, and like, I, for, for the folks at home, I know you two know what I'm talking about, but for the folks at home, when I say curate a, a playlist or curating movies, the best analogy I can give you is like when you made that mixtape for Samantha in 12th grade, like you put a lot of care into it. You didn't just jump right into the, oh, I love you songs. Like that's like five or six on the list. Like you kind of do a slow build up and then there's a fall like, oh, this one's fat. Like there was like an actual thought process behind that mixtape. And for anybody who doesn't know what a mixtape is, I don't know why you're listening. It's a playlist um, at that point, right? Yeah. So if you could have an actor curate a, a, a set of movies for you, what actor would it be? And what I genre have... genre would you oh. like them to curate for you? Mm-hmm. I, um, I have follow-up questions to this. Number one, 
is this because I want to see what comes out of their brain or I'm looking for the playlist that would make me the happiest? Like dealer's choice. Like, do I want Gary Busey to do it just because I want to see what Gary Busey would do? Listen, you can can give me a couple and you can give me your reasons why, right? But like dealer's choice. I know you and I already agree on one, so I'm going to let you say that. But like, for example, I would love to see more... I would not mind seeing a, a, a day of comedies curated by Ryan Gosling because I think Ryan Gosling is an underrated comedic actor. And I would love to see what kind of thought process he has, what what inspired him in the few comedic roles that he's done. Stuff like The Nice Guys and Barbie, right? So that's an example if that helps. But it is dealer's choice. I don't care. If you think, hey, I want to see... What crazy ass shit Gary Busey would would feed me? Great, tell me. But you gotta give well, me a genre. Well, we already. Uh, I'm gonna cheat and, and just say the one person that I want. We kind of already got uh, in. Uh, what is it? The the incredible burden of. What was the name of that? Incredible Nick weight of massive talent. Thank you, uh, Pedro Pascal and Nicolas Cage. Give you like their top five, which includes Paddington, uh, uh, or Paddington Two. Uh, I, I believe but amazing things about padding. I've never seen I, it. Yes. Uh, and again, this movie with Nick Cage saying, you should definitely watch like this, this movie, this movie, this movie, also Paddington too. You're like, what the fuck? Right. Um, um, okay. I, um, I'm not, sh- I, don't, I don't know. Josh. Yeah. Um, <coughs> I'm a, this is tough. I don't think it's that tough. I'm a I'm a big fan of the actors roundtable. You you familiar? I've yes. seen I've seen snippets. Yeah. Okay. So because of that, right? I think that I think that there are, um, and when you listen to actors talk about other actors, there are there are certain folks that are revered for their kind of their their um they're pretty adept at at multiple facets of the industry. So because of that, um. One person I would love to to have curate a list for me uh, would be Matt Damon. Um, you know, I'm going to put Damon and Affleck together and have them do one That's prob- day. It's probably good, yeah. Um, and then Jack Nicholson. Okay. Um, and to round it out, give me Sandler. So, okay. I, I, I thought Sandler too. Now, I'm curious – um, is there a specific genre you would want Sandler to curate around? Drama. Okay. So I was thinking the same thing, or I went completely left field when I was thinking about this. And I said, what? I would love to see what horror movies Sandler would give me. Just because it is completely, quote unquote, against his type, right? But clearly you see stuff like QB Halloween and like he knows the genre. He's seen a horror film or two, right? So like I'd be interested but I love. I, that I know that, like, if I went, if I went Sandler and drama, I know I'd get a mix of heisty. I know I'd get a mix of of emotional. Mm. I know I get. I know there'd be some some biting comedy in there. Like, even even his even You'd his get some sports dramas too. Yeah, and you would definitely get a sports drama, yeah. right? But but like. That's the thing that I thought about with him. Plus, I, I got to tell you, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure there are many actors I like more in dramatic roles than I like Al- Adam Sandler. He is spectacular in dramatic Understood. roles. Yeah, um, I absolutely agree. I even thought that that same way. Um, 
even though I, I think some of his dramatic roles are not the best, but I still think he's good in them uh, of Jim Carrey. Um, and I agree. I, I, I'd, I'd love to see some of the dramas that he would pull out, right? Like, and he's very, I, I don't want to say the word method because he's not method, but he takes, he, I, I, CJ, you, you've probably watched more interviews with the man than I have because he's like your favorite actor, but like, he takes what he does so seriously. Yeah. And like has a has and not like too seriously, but like he definitely has a reverence for it. And I feel the same way about Sandler. I I, I think yeah. like you listen to them in interviews and you think, oh, Adam Sandler, he's behind stupid ass comedies, right? Like crappy ones like The Ridiculous Six, but also good ones like Happy Gilmore, right? And then Big Daddy, Big Daddy for as oh for as much as it was a slapstick comedy. If that movie Super didn't make feels. you cry, I don't know who the fuck yeah, you get, are. Get the hell out of here. But then, I, like, I don't, I don't think a lot of people, especially when it comes to Sandler, and, and, and CJ, we're gonna get to you, but I, I want to stay <laughs> on Sandler in a second, for a second. I don't think people really think about the fact that he owns his own production company. He produces plenty of things that he is not in, and yes, not even his friends are in. And, like, that kind of gives you a little bit into the mind of, like, hey, this is what Sandler likes. This is what Sandler believes in. This is what he thinks is worth throwing money at, which I think is interesting, too. The thing that, that I, I mean, and I, obviously I had seen Rain Army. I had seen Hustle. I had seen movie. Uncut Gems. He's spectacular in all, all three. But, like, Hustle, this was just some Netflix thing that came out. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm gonna watch it because it's you know it's it's an Adam Sandler movie and whatever. But it was really fucking good. Now, I hadn't seen him on the Actors Roundtable, and then I and it's so at, at you know you're watching the Actors Roundtable, and it's like De Niro, Tom Hanks, Adam Sandler, and somebody, and I'm like, and all of these people are taking Adam Sandler very seriously, and they're mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So it's clear, Brian, to your point, that industry people really respect. Adam Sandler, and that that says something. Yeah, it's um, just the critics that don't know what the fuck I'm gonna, they're I'm going to move on to CJ, but before that, I need to modify. I'm going to throw Casey Affleck in with with Ben and Matt. I oh, think so you're going to have the trifecta? I you just want to see what Boston movies come out? <laughs> oh, I want them to curate a completely the true life of Boston. Anything? I mean, anything that any one of them touches is basically gold mm-hmm. right anything yeah right so give me those three um Nicholson and uh and Sandler but I also I'm gonna put Jamie Fox in there somewhere but I don't yeah know where. yeah all right this reminds me of there and, and Josh this is a playlist specifically for you I just I, and I'll include it in the show notes yellow card made a playlist of songs I wish I wrote uh mm-hmm. which has a very similar kind of vibe. Uh, to this, which also, by the way, Josh, is filled with songs that you would uh, uh, like also. Um, and, and I'm thinking about this, and I'm coming at this a little bit different, just because of how, that's how my stupid brain is, but I would love to see Timothy Spall's kind of take on what is what is good character acting look like, besides the performances that he gave, right? What what did he watch to become a good character actor? Uh, I, I would definitely want to kind of see his his take on that. And if you you don't know the name Timothy Spall, you know him, uh, Peter Pettigrew from from Harry Potter, as well as like everything else that he does. He is a, I mean, he is one of the best character actors mm. ever. Yeah, he's I in mean, a bunch of stuff. Ever. Um, I I and then I would love to see uh what Jeremy Renner 
would put together for just uh, like an action weekend. That man has got his toes into every yep. franchise, which means he understands what's what this stuff is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to see what Jeremy Renner would would put together for this. And I think the last one, can I cheat a bit and say I would love to see a James Gunn just walk me down comedy? That's not fair. Like, I don't I, I, I don't think. No, I don't think we can. I don't think we can say writers or directors. Um, then I get his brother. That's a, then I can loophole it that way. Right. He's the because actor. that. Oh, it just opens up because I mean, how do you not have Tarantino? Right, right. So I, I, I just think I okay, think there's fine, too fine, many. Fine, fine. I'll, right. I'll stay, I'll stay, and, I'll stay and, and let's face it, but both Timothy Spall's character actor for directing. Yeah, yeah, Timothy Spall's character actor one is one that I I would I would study like it was like it was a sacred word. <laughs> the, mm. it, it would be so interesting to see what informed him, because that guy is a goddamn chameleon and can do what ever you want and that is something that that just has to be practiced like him and Patton Oswalt had the same thing it doesn't really matter what they're in they're they're just doing their thing and it, it can be fun I, I'm very very curious to see this I have more answers for this for music than I do for mu- movies which is weird right now my brain is like I don't know what a movie star is I, I like I, I can't I don't know why, Brian. You I thought broke for my brain. sure. I thought for sure you would mention Topher oh, Grace. Oh, I was just about. To, yeah, thank you, Topher Grace. Here's the thing with Topher Grace. Um, Topher Grace apparently, after he did, um, oh god, what was the movie where he was David Duke, Black Klansman? Was it Black Klansman? Um, after that movie, he was like, I had to clear out my brain from that <laughs> movie. I couldn't inhabit that person. <laughs> in that way and he went on a huge editing spree doing i think it was star wars or lord of the rings it was, i believe it was lord of the rings it was lord of the rings to make it like i a, actually a, think he did both of them but he probably well apparently Topher grace is an editor where he will fan edit trilogies or or or, or, or yeah large he did he's done both yeah the question is which one did he do after black Klansman? i think it actually might it have doesn't been matter wars. the fact that he's done both is is enough right that I would just love to see him cut. I want to see those cuts. I want to see that. How do you how do you cut together Lord of the Rings? I don't know if that includes The Hobbit, but how do you cut together the Lord of the Rings in in a more creative manner? I would be very interested to see that. Same thing with Star Wars. You know, we we all we we've talked about different viewing orders of this and and things like that. And I am kind of curious as to what that would be. This is also a topic that I wanted to bring up for another conversation. So I guess I'll save it for, for next episode. Topher Um, Grace edited the Hobbit movies into one film to cure his stress. That for the love of God, show me because the three movies suck. So put it in one movie and I'll feel like I I could sit through that. I disagree completely. That's fine. The Hobbit movies movies suck. I definitely think there's, issues with it but i'll say they suck could not didn't even watch the third one it was the first two were so bad watch oh, this one movie crazy. it's one book make it one movie perfect go for it. It, it yeah but okay so by that logic i should only have one harry potter and the deathly hollows movie so you you can't you can't say that uh no because harry potter and the deathly hollows is a gigantic book so it's is the, the biggest book of the series the so hobbit is the hobbit is the smallest book of the series, isn't it? No, it's not. 100% not. I actually think I might have my copies here, but hang on. How many pages is The Hobbit? So The Hobbit is... 
Oh, actually, hang on. I'm about to be The Hobbit book length is 304. The Fellowship of the Rings is 479 pages. Two Towers is 415. I reclaim my time. Thank you. Yeah, okay. We, we both Googled the same article. So, no, you're wrong. Thank you. I just said I was wrong. Did I, I not? Are, are you enjoying your moment? <sighs> Refreshing A&W zero sugar <laughs> right here. So, Washing let me, let me enjoy taste. my moment hold when up, I say. Washington, the taste of victory. So, no, not by that line. Cool. Let me enjoy my moment when I say this whole conversation that lets you being right is null and void because it's not even my question. I don't care. I'm still right. I don't like. You act like I care. Topher Grace edited a bunch of stuff and it's great. You're not interested in seeing what Topher Grace would curate for you? Clearly, he has a keen mind for like fantasy and sci fi. So, so if I said to Topher Grace, hey, no Hobbit, no Lord of the Rings, no Star Wars, but give me a day of sci fi. You wouldn't you wouldn't be interested in seeing what he would come up with? No, that's a different that that's a different thing. I would be, but like, am I going to go see? So that Topher actually Grace? answers no. the question that I proposed. Right, but I'm not see. You ask who would I ask? I want Timothy Spall. I want to see his character. I want to see Jeremy Renner. I want to see those. Those are the two that I would seek out. If Topher Grace came to my house and said, "I have." Uh, a list here of movies. Would you like to watch them? I'm not being like, you're not Scarlett Johansson. Get out of here. I do love how you both limited yourself to three for some reason. And I did not put any limits on this. You No, no. But you were like one. And then you were like, well, you can have more than one. Uh, you, you can, you can we don't want to take too many liberties. Just listen. I just want to have a decent conversation. And so if I just said one, you'd be like, oh, Ben Affleck. Oh, Jeremy Renner. Okay. Moving on, I suppose. But like, so yeah, okay. So you both limited yourself to three. That's all I was saying. What were your three? Huh? What were your three? I haven't even given mine. Oh, okay. What were yours? I haven't even. I I, I said I would love Ryan Gosling to do do, do comedy. comedy. I remember that one. Yes, that was the. Oh, actually, I did. I did technically throughout the conversation give mine. I, I Ryan Gosling give me a comedy day. Jim Carrey give me a drama drama day. Um, and I would say toe for grace. Take all the big IP out and give me a good sci-fi day. I think that would be interesting. Um, other than that... See, the problem I have with this is... I don't know if you guys follow the Letterboxd uh, accounts at all. They'll they'll come up to actors and ask them their top five. And... Uh, I mean, I think even just with us, if we ask your top five movies, that would change every single time we ask it. Um, and And... This is the the problem. Sometimes you get the pretentious answers, and sometimes the guy's just like, "Yeah, listen, Mission Impossible is a fucking smash, like the original one, like that's on my top five. And also Ratatouille, because who the fuck doesn't like Ratatouille? And then you get the other guys, just like we talked about when we looked at the the list last time, last episode with the movies you have to see before you die, and right. you get those, oh fuck you answers. I would like to never have those people curate me a list, by the way. Those people are excluded for life for making lists off of this. Um, I, I, I'm sure these exist. Like, I'm sure if So if here's you... the thing. When HBO Max first launched, they had a section where, like, hey, we asked Gal Gadot because Wonder Woman 1984 was coming out. So we asked Gal Gadot to put together a list of films. But the problem with that was they have you're to be... only beholden to what's on HBO Max, right? So, like, it, you're not getting the the actual... Right. Uh, the full list. The full list of what, you know, that person, what inspires that person and what like what that person likes or what that person is looking at in terms of, for your example, with Timothy Spall, uh, how to be an actor, how to be uh, a character actor, what have you. 
think the Criterion getting, Collection does this too, right? You're you're getting, hey Gal Gadot, you were in Wonder Woman. Can you give us ten other superhero type movies <laughs> <Right. laughs> that are happen to be by that happen to be Wonder Brothers oh, so property, so that DC. way we can get the we can okay. get the views off of them. DC the, and and, and uh, what I think Super by James Gunn might be uh, one, and 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 that's it, right? So like, it's not. It, I, I just I just don't think it's uh it's very fair, you know. I I am curious. They the lists like this have to exist, and now I want to watch them. Well, if you find them, you let me know. Like, I, like I know they. Oh, what's the guy? Hold on, Boardwalk Empire. The uh, uh, the guy who played Zod in Man of Steel. Um, Michael Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon went into the Criterion Collection. And right here's the thing. Here's the thing. When I ask for when when I'm asking for these, I don't give a shit about what the Criterion Collection says is special, and I and and I also don't necessarily give a shit about what pop culture says is special. Like I, I right. like I don't care. Like give me you for example, you Michael Shannon. What do you watch? And I would love for I, I would love a list that that, that confirms that like yes, Michael Shannon does enjoy uh iron man 2 but he also enjoys the seventh seal you know like great i want that because anybody who like anybody who is in this industry you can't sit there and fucking tell me they don't like the pop culture popcorn movies too like you just can't there's a reason people are excited to be a part of a marvel movie there's a reason people get excited when they get cast as batman Right. Because we all watched 1989's Batman, which was a popcorn film at the time and said that was awesome. Right. Like this this concept that critics, critics mostly want you to believe of everybody in this industry is watching La Vie Boheme and all the fucking, you know, French New Wave bullshit is a crock of shit. And like, I hate that. You know, that's that's kind of why I was like, oh, hey, I'd love I'd go directly to the source. Right. Like, directors, yeah, I'm going to get some of that crap, right? Unless I'm talking to Quentin Tarantino. That'll probably get a lot of really cool stuff, like some good Western, some good Hong Kong, you know, action films and stuff like that. But, like, if I go to Scorsese, who apparently doesn't understand how email works, by the way, which is a, that was adorable. a, a, a wonderful topic, um, then it's, you know, it, I, I'm, I'm, I know I'm going to get that shit, right? Because he thinks he's above it all, you know? I just put into, and again, this will be included in the show notes. These are actors who have done the Criterion Closet picks, and like Mark Marin's on here. I would have never in a million years thought to ask Mark Marin this question. That would be an interesting pick uh, in there. Uh, they, they also have, you know, Michael Sarah. I, I don't know what Michael Sarah picks out. Not really sure. I'm too interested in what Michael Sarah picks out. But like Paul Dano's on this list. That's a great mind Udo. to jump into. Udo Kier's on this list. Yeah, Kate Blanchett, like Michael Shannon's on this list. I knew he was one of the people that that did this. So I think if you're interested in getting an answer, although again to to Brian's point, which is this is a limited volume of uh, a limited library. This is Criterion not, Collection is like what sixty seven films right now. No, it's How much much big larger. Than is that. I'm about to find out. Well, I'm gonna I'll, I'll say I'll watch a video and maybe it'll tell you. Not 67, obviously, because that closet looks very full, but uh, a little over a thousand. Oh, look, and then you can actually, you can actually see. So, all right, here, here just just to give you a, a I mean, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. You can actually buy or, or look at Michael Shannon's picks for this. 
Yeah, huh. but you're right. They're they're all kind of. I mean, being John Malkovich is on. Right, but we, they're all the hoity-toity BS, yeah, right? And like, man, yeah, be there. And like, some of this stuff I like. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I'm on Criterion's website right now. Apparently, the others got just got inducted into the Criterion Collection with Nicole Kidman, which is a, a great film. Um, you can go down the rabbit hole, is what I'm saying. Oh, I'm, some I'm, of I'm already down the rabbit hole. But I so, like, but I like your answer or like your thing of, of Brian. Like, I don't want your hoity toity thing. Do you like Iron Man too? Of course, so you fucking do. Put it on the goddamn list, right? So go let me it. let me just give you an idea. Do we you brought do this up the, for us? You brought up the Criterion Collection, and yeah. uh, now you're in trouble. Like, the, okay. the, I'm going to give you an idea of some of the newest inductees to the Criterion list. Sixteen over the past. Since August 8th was the last one, okay? The Others, with Nicole Kidman. Ao, No Bears, The Innocent, Freaks the Unknown, The Mystic, Videodrome, Don't Look Now, Moon Age Daydream, La Bamba, The Trial, Walkabout, The Princess Bride, Drilongso, Bo Weirdman's New Swedish Cinema, Dim Sum, A Little Bit of Heart, and Akira Kurosawa's Dreams. There are four actual movies in that entire list, and that's 16 that they've done collections for recently. Coming soon. Let's see here. What's coming soon? Right. The Apu Trilogy is coming soon. This isn't Bash Criterion for like the next 20 minutes. No, no, you you started this. No, the only thing I said was, hey, I swear I've seen something similar to this idea of somebody I would like to see. Oh, here's Michael Shannon. He's walking through. No, but a DVD you, you, you made the up. stupid, stupid uh, analogy of saying, "Oh, Criterion kind of does something like this." No, they don't, because but they, they do. have, but they don't. They Can I don't. get a ruling not, on this, Josh? Do not they? in the way that we're looking for. I don't see anybody curating a list for me here. Where, where, where? Tell me where you see people curating a list on the criteria, the, the the closet sure. picks. I'm on Did the Criterion. Web yeah, criteria. It literally, it literally the, is them the going into the closet and saying, "This one's check good." Check the chat and look at Michael Shannon's closet picks from the Criterion Collection, where he literally has one, two, three, five movies, six, seven movies. He's picking seven movies, and he tells you why. He's so here's the thing. But my point is this: the it's Criterion not a list. Co- it's not a theme. The, it's not a my. But my point genre. is this: the Criterion Collection. Yes, they do have RoboCop, but they also have. What the fuck is Alphaville? You know, like, this is the thing. I'm agreeing with the premise that it's flawed. What I'm saying is, hey, if you are curious, since you are never going to reach out to Michael Shannon and say, curate me a day of movies, because he's not going to do that for you. He's done it. He's done it in a limited fashion with the Criterion collection you're the the thing is i think cj that these movies would be required to be admitted into the criterion collection before someone could select them for me and i think that defeats the purpose that is a problem i'm acknowledging that collection itself is trying to curate oh no this is yeah it's horseshit like i'm i'm looking at this going you're curating a curation 
And yes. the, that curation has. Sh- well, what I'm are you saying talking that's about? a problem, but I'm saying if you're if you're just a little bit curious, what a celebrity would do. Here's an example of them no. doing something kind of similar. Not it's the not exact though. thing. It's just like, it's no, like no, no, no. This of, is not a semantics argument. You're not hearing what I'm saying. You're hearing what Brian's saying, and Brian's wrong. Out of these hoity-toity movies, these are the ones that I think are the hoitiest. Yes. Hey, exactly. The hoitiest of toities from last week right you're le- you're stuck with that list that whatever shitty publication put together what would michael shannon pick out of this i am not saying this is a good list i'm not saying michael shannon would suggest that you watch all of these and that they're the best these are what he would pick if you are just curious there happens to be a couple videos of people picking a couple movies in case you were curious what it's like being inside of john malkovich you're the guy that when i'm like i need i need a chewy candy you're like oh i have good and plenty no all, no, no no what i'm saying is i want a chewy candy that's great you're only stuck buying you're always stuck buying from gertrude hawk so whatever gertrude hawk has no, but that's, that's what but you're that's, stuck but with. that's not what this is and, and, and okay listen this this is turning into a much bigger argument than i thought it was i was making i was kind just of a saying joke, hey i saw something that reminded me of this and then you took it to cj thinks that this is the best collection of movies and most relevant cultural significance in, in I, the world. I think I think the point is, going back to the original original article, going back to the original article, or even my original point about HBO Max is that they are only beholden by what's on that thing, right? So, like, Elijah Wood is only picking movies that are on Pluto TV. And Gal Gadot is only picking movies that are owned by Warner Brothers. And we just joked about what a fucking joke that was because of the of the the restrictions on it right yes and i said the, something similar happened this, with this criteria not, no 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 yes this is no 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 that's not what you it's said the exact same. It's that's not what you said i would like to play like back the, the tape on that story you it's are you are saying like Gal Gadot story you are no 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 you're not you weren't saying this was similar to the Gal Gadot you're saying hey if you want that's what sparked it the the whole thing that sparked it was you mentioned Gal Gadot and being in a limited library. Yes, that reminds me of Michael Shannon did this with the Criterion Collection. It's a one-to-one association. That is not how you presented this. Yeah, no, and, and be, if, be if wrong the tape is the correct, then we'll talk about it next time. Go for but it. quite frankly, that is not how you presented this. That is you exactly how I presented this, like, this. No, it's not. It's not. Jimmy, roll back the tape. But for the record, My Dinner with Andre was the 479th movie Ugh. that Criterion Collection put out. I have out. to ever hear about again, this movie again. I'm going to smack somebody in the head. My point is this. It's not even like, good, like oh, you know, give me good and plenty, right? It, it's, it's when we're talking about the Criterion Collection, we're talking about, hang on, I'm not, I'm not bitching at you at, 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 anymore. Because you have the you Criterion like that, Collection. And I will make it about you. 
The fact that the point is like I'm looking at the list of the Criterion Collection right now, and a lot of it is not that it's a bad thing, but a lot of it is international films. And to Josh's point, the hoidiest of 20s films, right? Is Robocop on there? Absolutely. Is Robocop on there because uh, the Criterion people thought watching robots blow up and, and get blown apart was cool? No. It's on there because, oh, it's a gripping satire of blah, 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 blah. I, I don't care. I don't care, right? And to put any actor into a closet filled with these and expect them this to, to have anything to say about Blythe Spirit from the United Kingdom that was made in 1945... I would have to imagine that eventually, like, there's a lot of repeats, you know? Because to your point, being John Malkovich is on here. But so is, and everything is going fine, which is from Steven Soderbergh, and I've never heard of it. Not that I'm the be-all to end-all. The, the thing is this. It, it's like going to a candy store and having Michael Shannon pick out his favorite color of Skittle. But, like, he doesn't like Skittles. He wants Snickers. You know what I mean? Right? Like... That that's the thing, and and that's all I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> that's all he has to say about that because th- this went down a path that I did not expect it to go down. <laughs> Am I glad it went down? It I'm not sure. CJ seems <laughs> quite upset, um, but maybe that will net me some points. I don't know. We'll see. Josh, I, you have a I small am going thing to that can be put anywhere. I am going to uh, introduce my 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 tiny tiny topic, very small topic. And it's, a, I, it's, it's how you use it. That's that's really uh, that's right. But uh, what I need to do is uh, send it to you guys uh, because what happened was I I was on like I don't know Inventor Talk for a while and. Um, this thing came up and I thought, wow, this would be the worst thing to put on your desk ever. <laughs> like, I can't imagine a more disruptive adornment for a desk than this. Uh, and I'm sending it to you guys now. If one of you, while you're playing it, could put it up to the mic so that the good people can hear it, and also CJ drop a link. I'll I'll I'll, I'll slice the audio into. Yeah, CJ, that, that, slice the audio in, please. Go ahead and watch this. I'm gonna watch this. It is a phone charger. That That's supposed is, to charge my phone. That is a Sterling engine. Oh Science. God. Oh. That's what uh, that's what Absolutely. people with too much time on their hands do. It's a right, steam-powered right. fucking... Oh it is. It's a steam engine that charges your phone. Now, listen, I am all about ingenuity. I'm all about these... The I, I, I love perpetual motion machines. I love the engineering that goes into these things. And I'm sitting here going, there's no way you could make that quieter? What? Huh? I'm charging my phone. This thing, Brian, I mean, it is, it's gotta be, you know, at most five inches edge to edge. And the thing is the loudest fucking thing I've ever heard. It is God awful loud. It is so loud. So when Um, you meant, when you said you had a tiny thing, you meant this actual thing. That's right. Was tiny. It's $50. Yes. Okay. I can't think of many. Phone it is, chargers. It, it is one hundred percent worth it 
It will go gangbusters in like the Seattle area. It is a yes, yeah. This just steampunk guys. Like imagine I can sit on the park bench with my typewriter and this, and make all the noise. So I have my IBM Selectric. I have my IBM Selectric and my Leica camera and my 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 Sterling. Uh, and your and your coffee from that shop that's down the road. Not that shop. That shop's too well known. The shop that's behind that shop, it's where you actually the shop go, underneath that. Right. Yeah. You go through the actual shop, and then you do the special <laughs> knock, and then you have to answer three questions, right. and then they let you into the actual shop. That's so, uh, where you're getting your oh coffee my God, from. You have to read some of the reviews on the TikTok shop for this one. I think everyone can can kind of do that on their own time. <laughs> I just wanted to put this. On everybody's radar, um, because people are charging their phones from steam engines on their desks. Oh my god, this is so dumb. Um, look, I think I think it's really cool, but like, not on my desk, homie. <laughs> so CJ's looking at reviews on the uh, the shop. I'm just looking at the comments. One of them says, "I like how quiet it is." Um, <laughs> that's right the 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 other comment is hey bro can i use your charger yeah you got gas money <laughs> um note to self PSA, you can't take this on board me it's my cell phone charger yep <laughs> note to self world doesn't care about cool stuff and mechanics only convenience and charged phones okay once again that's seattle um there are people who are actually interested in it which make which cracks me up well of course there are yeah Everybody's like, ooh, this would be nice during power outages. Get a Mophie. <laughs> right. For how how much is this, CJ? You're on the shop. It, it was it, it's it's thirty percent off right now, but it's forty nine ninety nine. I can buy a Mophie for this the same cost. This is great for prison, right? Except you're gonna get caught. <laughs> Look, I think this would be a cool I think this would be a cool thing to buy in pieces for a kid to assemble. Right. Um and again it is a cool piece of engineering. This is, you know, how things used to function, and that's fine. Um, but like, I, 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 what, what, what could this possibly, what could this possibly generate? Three watts. So Two I watts? legit like, was just about to mention that because one of these comments literally says, "Dude, the the phone is already on a hundred percent," which makes me think, how fast is this charging the, this the phone? The review was we're not for fast one at all. Minute. Then you have to let it cool down so that way you can restart it. And it gets too hot after a minute. Just the device itself. Still quieter than a PS5. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I'm going to give credit to Blue Dream on TikTok for that. That that was a good one. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to do some points. I'm going to wrap up. Um, And unfortunately... Uh, we won't have a winner until this show is edited. Oh, so it all comes down to who was right about the thing of the thing. That's right. CJ, uh, for the eras topic, uh, I award you three points and for advocating fun too, but for your singing along at Hamilton, you lose a point. (laughs) Awful, awful theater. I was going to edit that out, but that's cool. Uh, now it's Brian forever. Really, really solid perspectives on that whole conversation. Five points. CJ and Brian explaining the business of Taylor Swift. Three points. Uh, Brian for the curated movie topic. Three points. 
Uh, CJ, the character actor approach, uh, that was super interesting. Three points. Uh, Brian, uh, kind of preemptively knowing CJ would want the Topher Grace thing. Uh, that's two. CJ for getting heated. That's one. Um, <laughs> Brian for either being right or gaslighting so hard that no one could definitively say he's wrong. Either plus five or minus five, and that'll ah, be the decider. That will be the decider. Yes. Wait. What? What? What am I? Che- what are we fact checking for that? Um, I think we need to check how you segued into the Criterion topic. Oh, in order okay. To- cool. 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 Yeah. So, all right. We just need. I need to be able to hear it. Um, so that we can say definitively, Brian uh, did. Uh, here's what he said before. Here's how he changed his tune. Well, let's do it. Let's do it we now. All here convinced. we go. Let's let's do it now. Here's here's me introducing. Uh, here's Brian talking about the Gal Gadot thing, and now here is me introducing the Criterion Collection. Just uh, I don't know, man. Good luck to me, I guess. <laughs> was coming out so we asked gal gadot to put together a list of films but the problem with that was you're only beholden to what's on hbo max right so like you're not getting the the actual uh the full list the full list of what you know that person what inspires that person and what like what that person likes or what that person is looking at in terms of for your example with timothy spall uh, how to be an actor, how to uh, character actor, what have you. I think the Criterion getting, Collection does this too, right? You're you're getting, hey, Gal Gadot, you're in Wonder Woman. Yes, indeed. All right, everyone, listeners, thank you for joining us. Thank you for making us your walk around your neighborhood or your drive to work. We appreciate you, and uh, we will see you on the next show.